Good to go. Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? Welcome to Gambling with Gold, episode 111, the NFL Week 6 Best Bets. My name is Jason Gold. This is Joey Mariello. We are here to give out all the locks, all the money makers for Week 6. Joey, how are you doing on this Friday morning? I'm doing great, man. It's Friday, going into a big weekend, and we got more football coming up. So let's make some money. All right. So the, the first player probably we have to talk about is Joey rushing yards tomorrow. We need over one and a half to get the school record. We're excited about that. Over uh, one and a half. Tomorrow. <laughs> over one and a half. All I got to do is make sure that first carry goes forward. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Let's do it. All right. All right. So uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through our top five bets of the week. Then we're going to talk about totals and teasers that we like. And then we're going to give out some perhaps exotic bets that we like, some pair of puffs, uh, some round robins. Then we'll talk about Survivor at the end and then recap all of our bets at the very end. All right. Let's start off. What is your first lock of the week, your number one pick on the board? My first bet on the board, I'm going to go with the under in the Jags Colts game. I think okay. that's an absolute gimme. You got two not so great. Oh, no, we got one not so great offense in the Jags, and then you got a horrible offense in the Colts that I can't even, I don't even want to talk about. And then the defense on the other side, their defenses are pretty solid. They're easily both top 15, I would say. And I just can't see this game getting any points. The Colts didn't even manage to score a touchdown last week, as we saw. So I love the under 41 and a half. It actually was at 42 like a couple hours ago, but that line changed. So I got it under 42. I still think the under is going to smash. All right. So the under in this game open was 44. Wow. The best number I see in the market is 42 right now. 38% of the bets and 90% of the money are on the under plus 52. That's the best bet on the board. If you, if you care about sharp action and where the big money bets are coming in, those are the stats that you're going to want to look at. Basically, it means the public is on the over, but the big money, the majority of the cash that's coming in actually is on the under. That's the side you generally want to be on. So I think that is a sharp pick. I would say don't do 41 and a half. Buying that hook to 42 is very important. Probably worth laying the minus 120 on that one. So I'm going to change Joey's pick under 42 for Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Buy that extra hook, pay the minus 120 on that one. All right, uh, my first pick of the day. I don't have a particular order on these right now. I just have five against the spread that I like. These are five that we're thinking about for the circuit contest in Las Vegas with Dan Titus. First one, Cleveland minus two and a half against the New England Patriots. Think that they come in here at home and dominate against Bailey Zappi, who's going to be starting at quarterback again. I understand that the Patriots have looked really good the last two weeks against Green Bay, a team that's struggling, albeit, and against the Detroit Lions. The Lions team, very fraudulent. We talked about this last week, why I didn't like the Detroit plus three and a half part. But New England had a great game plan against that sort of defense, the worst defense in the NFL. I do not think that they'll get the same sort of performance against Cleveland in Cleveland this week. Meanwhile, the Patriots ranked 31st against the rush in the NFL. Guess who they have to face? Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I expect them both to have good games. I expect to see a lot of points in this game, actually. I think that Ramondre Stevenson will have a lot of success on the ground for the Cleveland or for the New England Patriots against the Cleveland Browns as well. The difference from last week. So you saw the Browns defense struggle against Austin Eckler on the ground last week. However, 
what I think was happening was they were so scared about Justin Herbert and the deep ball, especially after what happened last year against the Chargers in Los Angeles, that they kind of said, okay, Chargers, you want to go win the game? You run the ball on the ground. I don't think that's going to happen as much this week. Bailey Zappi does not pre- present the sort of downfield passing game that Justin Herbert does, obviously. Give me the hook at home, minus two and a half. I think Cleveland gets this done. I think it'll be a high-score game. I love, love, love the over 43 in this one. So give me a Cleveland to win. Yeah, let's keep it simple, 24-21. Get the hook, get the over, love it. Yeah, that was my second best bet of the night. Browns minus two and a half. Go also got Brissett going against his old team, which I love. And he's been playing unbelievable. Unbelievable as in he's winning games. Um, I think Bailey Zapp is going to start making some rookie mistakes. He had a good game against the Lions. But like you said, the Lions have the worst defense in the league. A lot of rookie quarterbacks could come in and probably make their teams look good. They also had a defensive touchdown too, so it wasn't all on Bailey Zappi. But, um, yeah, I like the Browns minus two and a half. Their offense has been gelling so well, and they just look like a sharp team. So I think they're going to take um, the Pats for a ride this weekend, to be honest. I think it's going to be a blowout. Love it. Yeah. All right, what's your next bet? Next bet on the board. I'm rolling with the Saints plus one and a half. I like the Saints. We love it. We love it. I think last week um, the Saints offense with everyone back really started to show what they can be. You got Taysom Hill also taking control when he wants to too, which is awesome to see. Uh, The Bengals, I'm still not sold on completely. I think they're going to have a hard time with the Saints offense. And I like Kamara to get in the end zone two times in this game. Ooh, love that. Two touchdown player prop. Might have to put that one in for myself. My number two pick on the board, the New Orleans Saints. But I got them at plus, plus two and a half. Plus two and a half because that's where it is. Inside. The worst place in the market right now is a plus two and a half. 20% of the bets, 46% of the money is on the Saints. 80% of the public bets are on the Bengals, but only 54% of the money. Always good news when you're talking about a home dog. Love the plus two and a half here. This Bengals offense does not seem right, and that offensive line is still struggling. Now, the Saints have not played as good of defense as we thought that they would coming into the season. However, they still have really good pieces all over the board. I expect their defensive front to get home against Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, very average quarterback. If he does not have time in the pocket, I still love Joe Burrow. I'm just saying, like, look at the stats. He's like a middle-of-the-pack quarterback when he's pressured. So I think that they get it in his face. Everybody's doing the whole – Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase going back to Louisiana, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. Like, I know that they won a national championship in this building. They don't have that LSU team anymore. This is the Cincinnati Bengals. And there's a lot of animosity and tension right now within that Cincinnati offense. I don't think that Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow are on the same page at all. Jamar Chase looks like he's a little lost out there with Joe Burrow Burrow this season. T. Higgins, not going to be 100%. Looks like he may end up playing this game, but he's definitely not going to be 100%. Um, So I, I like the Saints. At home, I think Andy Dalton will keep them on the right track. I don't know if they're there. I'll take them to win this game for sure. So give me New Orleans plus two and a half. What's your third pick? My third pick is the under. I'm rolling with the unders this weekend. The under in the Bucks steelers game, 44 and a half. The line is at right now. Uh, I think the Steelers are still not going to be able to get it going offensively. I like Kenny Pickett better than Mitch. But as you could see, they couldn't get anything going against the Bills. And I like the Bucs defense in this one. I think the Bucs are going to win this one 21-0, something like that. I can't see the Steelers getting anything going, let alone this game going over 44-and-a-half. Oh, buddy, we are going to disagree on this one. Oh, um, I apologize no. in advance. <laughs> we were doing right. so good. 
We were. We were really on the same page to start off this podcast. All right. So uh, the line open. I have. I already bet on Tampa Bay over forty-two and a half. Now it's at forty-five. Forty-seven percent of the bets and eighty percent of the money is on the over plus thirty-three percent. This line is being driven up by sharp action. The reason being, they think the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense is not as good as anticipated, and they think that Kenny Pickett, playing at home in a stadium that he's familiar with, is going to find some success against this Tampa Bay defense. They don't like Tampa Bay in this game. I know a lot of Sharps are on the Steelers at plus eight as well. I can't quite get there. But I do think that both teams are going to score a little bit more than everybody in the market thinks. The Sharp action is telling me that betting the over is the right side. Therefore, I will follow them, and I will love that over 42.5, getting 2.5 extra points of value right now. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm sorry. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to break their spirit. So no, no, no. It's okay because I believe I believe in the under, but like, even Tampa Bay's offense didn't look right. They're coming off like a game where they looked horrible. And I guess, yeah, you could roll with the Kenny Pickett back in Pittsburgh. Maybe he can get something going, but you're still going against NFL guys. It's a completely different story than going against – uh, people at Pitt, but we'll see. We finally found a, a disagreeing bet. This is the whole, it'll be interesting to see. This is the whole, you think that you know something in the NFL, wait until the next week because you yep. know nothing, right? So this is kind of where I'm at. I'm just following the numbers here. There are clearly people smarter than I am who are on the over in this game and driving up this number. So I'm not going to try and get in the way of that. All right, my third pick on the board. Let's go to Philadelphia. I mentioned this on the Wednesday show with Steph. I love the Eagles. I bet them at minus four, minus four and a half. Still like them at minus six after digging into the numbers a little bit. And I would say the best way to do this, if you like the Eagles for the full game, is to bet them in the first half. If you can get a minus three on Philadelphia in the first half, great way to play this game. I also will say this. The best way to combat what the Dallas Cowboys want to do right now is to jump out to a lead. Now, were the Eagles going to struggle if they face a ton of pressure and Micah Parsons gets home? Sure, a little bit. But the Eagles have also been the best first-half team in the NFL thus far this season. So I anticipate that they will jump out in front and you completely neutralize what they want to do defensively for the Cowboys if you get a lead because they're just going to pound the ball on the ground. You can run out the clock, fine, keep the game shorter, and you don't have pressure coming on Jalen Hurts. Meanwhile, on the other side, if the Cowboys have to play from behind, they don't get to do what they do best, which is throw, give the ball to Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. You're going to force Cooper Rush to throw the ball down the field, and we know what their downfield passing game is like right now with Cooper Rush. I think it's a complete fraud, their offense right now, and I think their defense is probably a little bit overrated, a little lucky. I think the Eagles come in here and get it done in a big way. I think they win by 10-plus points. Yeah, I mean, I never even thought I'd be in the position to say that the NFC East is the best division in football right now. I can't even believe those words are coming out of my mouth. I had the Cowboys plus six at first. I don't think I'm even going to bet it. Uh, if Dallas, like you said, if Dallas's D does get pressure on Jalen Hurts and also contains him at the same time, I think they're going to struggle. That's why I kind of like the under in this game too. And Cooper Rush is a nothing but a game managing QB. If he's playing down, he's not going to win the game. It's not going to happen. So I do like the Eagles first half if you're going to take a money line to or minus six to even win the game. But yeah. I can't see Dallas hanging in if the Eagles go into the half leading. So I'm with that. I, I don't really have much of a pick on this, but I, I like to I like to play. All right. Fair enough. What do you got next? All right. I wouldn't say this is one of my best bets, but this is one of the bets that I'm rolling with. And it is the Bills money line revenge game. 
can't even believe the game of the year that we have that we got blessed with last year. I think that whole entire game is shaping up to just be an, uh, a Bills win. And everyone who is going to be saying, oh, Mahomes is an underdog. Guy doesn't lose. How is he plus three at home? Doesn't make sense, but it's going to make sense. The Bills are going to roll the Chiefs. I'm, I'm really torn on this game. So Steph and I talked about this on Wednesday. We put out a – actually, we're going to put out a little video on it later. Who do you think that this game means more to, the Bills or the Chiefs? The, the Bills. Yeah, okay. So do you think that there's any part of Kansas City that has any animosity towards the Bills being like, oh, you think that you're the favorites now? You're going to walk into our building as favorites in Vegas? We're going to show you what's up. I think they've been talking about this all week. They know that the Bills are coming. They know that the Bills have to win this game. They showed it to them last year in that weird lightning game, 38-20 Bills. I think Kansas, Kansas City is going to come out with their ears on fire in this game. I kind of like Kansas City first half or first quarter. End of the game, I just like getting the extra points at home with Mahomes. Uh, I, don't, I, I think the Bills could easily win this game. I obviously know, know that they're the best team in football right now. Tough for me to say. I do know this, though. So you can say the Mahomes stat, whatever you want. Seven, he's 7-0-1 as an underdog against the spread. He's never been a home dog in his career. Kansas City at Arrowhead has not been a dog at home since 2015 if they have their starting quarterback. So this goes through the Alex Smith tenure in Kansas City. That's how bad of a place Arrowhead is to play for opponents. So I will always take Kansas City as a dog at home. I completely get the Bills angle. I do think that they're the better team. I think they can absolutely go in there and win. But if you're giving me points at home with Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, I'm sorry. I have to take it. You got to do it. I, that, that was my logic. Trust me. And then the Chiefs scored 30 points last week. Four of those touchdowns are from Travis Kelsey. Their offense is really relying heavy on Travis Kelsey. I mean, Juju's not making the biggest plays in the world. Contain Kelsey. Bills win, get their revenge. 13 seconds left on the clock. They're still thinking about it. Fair enough. And worth us mentioning right now, we have a Gabe Davis jersey up for grabs at Champions Round. All you have to do is text us at 310-564-7176 with the code BIGPLAYGABE. So text that to 310-564-7176, and we will send you an entry. We'll send you a link to an entry in our 7-6 private contest for NFL Week 6. If you win that contest, that Gabe Davis signed jersey is yours. So stay locked in with Champions Run and make sure to text us. All right. Uh, my fourth pick of the day. I'm sure you're going to love this one. Seattle plus two and a half hosting the Arizona Cardinals. We're riding the Geno train until this thing slows down. And this is an anti-Cliff Kingsbury podcast. Need I say more? Okay. I'll say one more thing. If the Mariners win game three and then the oh. win game four, and they move this game back to 2.30. Seattle is going to be the lit, most lit place in the United States. The Seahawks may win that game by 40 at that point. So not only am I going to bet this right now, if that comes to fruition, if they win the next two games, I'm pushing all the chips on Seattle. I have to. Do you think that that will put, have any play in the line swing if, if Seattle, if the Mariners win? maybe I, I don't know honestly, I, no, everyone's no. the same thing right honestly if that does happen and the mariners win there is no shot seattle loses this game and we hate the cardinals we always had since the, before the season even started i i love the the seahawks pick this week 100 gino train's gonna keep rolling and the cardinals were able to squeak out two wins but 
that's not going to continue happening. Like we said at the beginning of the year, they're not going to have more than five and five wins. Love Seattle. I think they have so much momentum right now. That that was that's that's a good pick. We love the Hawks. We love the Hawks, and we're going to keep riding Geno until this train slows down. I mean, go look at all the metrics. He's literally the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL across every metric right now. And having the ability to have DK Metcalf whenever he's in trouble, just throw the ball up and let him either bat the ball down or catch it. And Lockett has been insane too. Uh, it sucks that they don't have Rashad Penny, but Kenneth Walker obviously broke off a big run against the Saints last week. I, I think that offense is just going to keep rolling. That Arizona defense isn't that good. And the Arizona offense has been, you know, Seattle's defense is probably the worst in the NFL. But Arizona's offense has been trash this season until the fourth quarter. So I'm interested to see how that looks. Obviously, everybody's going to bet this over 50 and a half, which kind of makes me want to bet the under. But uh, I, I could see why everyone wants to jump on the over right now. All, All right. right. What's your next pick? My next pick is the Broncos money line against the Chargers. Oh, I will be there. I hope that doesn't happen. You'll be there? Yeah, I'm going again. Are you on the Chargers? I'm not on that side yet. All I know is my wife roots for the Broncos, so I okay. have to root for the Chargers, which means I'm going to bet on the Chargers in some form. Fair. Um, yeah, Chargers defense has been horrible, especially the run defense. We called it last week that Chubb would have two touchdowns, me and you. I think that continues to be horrible. And I also want to say that the Broncos offense, there's just no way that it can continue being this bad for the pieces that it has. And I know that's coaching. I know it's been horrible to watch. It's got to change sooner or later. It's going to happen against the chargers and the chargers really, really below mediocre defense. The chargers Broncos game, the under is at 46, 91% of the bets and 97% of the money is on the under. Those are insane numbers. I'm almost tempted to bet the over in this game. Over 45, over 46. You said, you said it's all on the under? Everything's on the under. 91% yeah, see, of the bets and 97% if, of the money. If that's the case, then I like the over. Because, I mean, based off what I am what I think is going to happen and why I like the Broncos, I think it's going to be a shootout. I mean, Herbert's still going to be slinging the ball regardless. They still have a good run, defense, uh, run offense. Yeah, I, I like the over on that completely. Yeah, so the over – 45. So the, the line hasn't moved at all, despite this much money coming in on the under just makes me think that this has to be like a sneaky over Vegas spot. I I feel it in my soul. Yeah, I like it. I all like right. it. And the fact that this game's a primetime game and not the bills chiefs is annoying, but it's going to okay. be great. Um, all right. Uh, last pick on the board for me, Jacksonville plus two and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. I know you like the under in that game. Give me the under, give me the road dog. We've talked about this before on this podcast, but under 42 and a half points and you're a road dog, traditionally a really good spot. It's around 60% against the spread. Historically, Jacksonville, I think, is a better team on both sides of the ball. I do not trust Indianapolis. I think that Jacksonville, the last two weeks, obviously they've struggled, but they've shown the ability to come out and play good on both sides of the ball. I think they'll have a better plan. I trust Doug Peterson more than I do Frank Reich in this place. Colts are going to get rolling at some point. I don't think it's this week. Give me Indianapolis or give me Jacksonville plus two and a half in this game. Frank Reich won 13 and one all time as the Colts head coach against the spread against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just like the Jaguars last week when you face the Houston Texans. Something about that matchup is weird despite who's on the field. I think the same thing for the Colts. I'm all over the Jaguars this week plus two and a half. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I love that bet too. The Colts are sitting at the 32nd ranked um, offense in the league right now. They've been horrible. And the Jags are sitting at, for points allowed, fourth. So the Jags defense has clearly been holding its own, and I want to keep seeing Trevor play his game. I, I like the Jags and the under in this one, no doubt. And I think the under smashes. I don't even know if the Colts are going to put up more than seven points this game. Love that call. Yeah. All right, you got anything else? Um, for best bets, no, that's that's really it. All right, cool. Uh, let us. I'm going to go through my totals and teasers. Let me know what you like. All right, so All let's right. start off. New England over 43 against Cleveland. We talked about this earlier. Love that bet. Yep, I'm with that. If anything, I think right. um, a lot of the Browns' points are going to be coming off turnovers from Zappy as well. Ooh, spicy. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay over 42 and a half. We're different on that. Green Bay over 45 points. So I think that the Green Bay offense gets rolling a little bit against this Jets defense that has been a little bit porous. And I think that team totals for the teams that are coming back from London. So if you come back from London, like the Green Bay Packers did last week, and you don't take a bye week, the opposing team's team total is 6-1 and one to the over. So basically what I'm trying to say is take the Jets over team total points. It should be like 19.5, 20.5. I think they will score more than that in this game. Give me the over 45. I do think that Green Bay gets it done and gets a win on the board. Uh, let's see. Cincinnati, New Orleans, over 43.5. I think both defenses struggle a little bit. I could see a lot of points in that game. Baltimore, under 45. I do not think there's going to be a ton of points in that game. Wink Martindale should have a good plan for Lamar Jackson, and I don't think that the Giants' offense is going to do much of anything against this Ravens' defense. Atlanta, I'm going to keep doing this until they fail me, under 18.5 points against the best defense for my money in the NFL and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, under 45 in that game also because I do not think the San Francisco 49ers are going to score much offensively in that game due to injuries. And Baltimore, despite the fact that I just said under in that game, over 13 and a half team total first half. The reason being in that game, no one is better in the first half than Lamar Jackson. I think that he's going to come out. Wink Martindale is going to try and blitz against him. And I think Lamar gets an easy touchdown early on. So over 13 and a half team total first half. I will take that one. Like 13 it. and a half. That's, that's it for the first yeah. half. So two yeah, touchdowns yeah. From, from Lamar Baltimore. Jackson. From, yeah. 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 I'm on that. I'm on that now. All right. Teaser legs that I like for this week. There's four. New Orleans, plus eight or plus eight and a half, depending where you can get that number. Green Bay, minus two. That's probably the scariest part of this, but I do think that that comes home. Kansas City, plus nine. I think that it will end up being a one-score game either way in Arrowhead. Give me nine points with Kansas City and Arrowhead every time. Uh, and then, oh, sorry, two more legs. Seattle, plus nine or plus eight and a half, depending on how you can get that number. Obviously, we talked about how we love Seattle, plus eight and a half. That back door should be wide open all game if they get behind. So I love Seattle, plus eight and a half. And then give me Jacksonville, plus eight and a half. Also, we just talked about how we like them. That's going to be a low-scoring game. Should be plus EV all the way, plus eight and a half. I can't imagine that the Colts are going to be able to beat anyone in the NFL, let alone the Jacksonville Jaguars, by more than eight and a half points. you like those likes? I do. I do a lot. I think those are all the ones that we pretty much talked about with more points. So that's perfect. All right. Let's talk about Survivor really quickly. Do you have any picks for Survivor this week? Who are you looking at? Uh, Survivor, I think the safest play is going with the Bucks for me. I think that's just the layup. I know you want to save them for later. I do not like 
the Panthers Rams. I don't like the Panthers as a survivor pick pool because a part of me almost wants to bet the Panthers this week. That game scares me. The Rams have not looked anywhere near they should to be a minus 10 favorite against anyone in the league. And the Panthers are coming in with a new system. So, All right. So let me say this about the Panthers game, because that is my survivor pick for this week would be the Los Angeles Rams. 68% of the money, 68% of the bets, 93% of the money is coming in on the Panthers. That's across all sports books. At BetMGM in Vegas, 80% of the bets are on the Carolina Panthers at plus 10. So the public believes in the Carolina Panthers. They're completely fading the Los Angeles Rams. I actually happen to think this might be a really good spot for the Rams, but let's talk about it in general as a macro view here. In Survivor, what I want to do is I want to automatically eliminate all division games, all teams on the road that are favorites, and any spread that's under six. I think that that's fair. Puts you in a good position long-term to be as successful as possible, especially early on in the season. So that means we have three teams that fit the mold. We have the Rams, we have Green Bay, and we have Philly. Okay. Green Bay and Philly both have a ton of future value. I'm not sure that you're going to get a better opportunity to take the Rams at home. You have two other options that I've seen thus far the rest of the season. You have Arizona at SoFi and you have Seattle at SoFi. Both are division games. So they're kind of off the board if I'm not forced into using them. I think that there's a no better chance to use the Los Angeles Rams than this week. But I will say this, Cooper Cup is on the injury report. If Cooper Cup does not play, this is an auto cancel. So wait as long as possible to lock in that pick. My backup, I think, would probably be, I'm thinking probably Green Bay against the Jets. Don't feel great about that, but I don't know if I can do Philly at a minus six. So probably be Green Bay against the Jets, but I'm hoping the Cooper Cup plays and the Rams would be an easy choice. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That does make sense. Cooper Cup will be a big game changer in that one as well. All right, All right. Uh, three, three more things on the board. Who is your dog of the week? My dog of the week. My dog of the week has got to be the Broncos. Broncos, Ooh. dog of the week, uh, plus four and a half right now. Take a money line. I like them. Let Russ cook. This is the week that he finally stops looking like a damn meme out there. Uh, I think that my dog of the week has to be the Saints. I think that's the best value on the board right now to take them as a home dog at the Superdome. However, very, very tempted to take Seattle in this position just because I want to root for Geno so badly in that game. If the Mariners do pull that off in the game four, I change my pick. My dog of the week is Seattle. My dog for every week would be Seattle. Um, all right. I know that you have a couple of player props. Let's get to some of, the, some of those. All right. Dolphins, Vikings. I got three player props. One of them going against my team, I'm going, and these are the gen bets, but the, I'm going with Jay Jetta's two touchdowns plus 600. Xavier Howard is coming back from an injury. He's dealing with a hamstring thing, which has clearly been lingering. He left the game early last week, and he also has been getting toasted this year. He does not look right. You could tell he's still hurt. I don't know why he's rushing to get back out there. And Byron Jones is out on the other side. So you've got a bunch of undrafted free agents coming in on this Dolphins defense, hence why they got toasted by the Jets last week. It was really bad. Jay Jetta's two touchdowns is just great value to me. I see it, and I'm like, okay, you're going against guys who you are severely outmatched with. So I like that. Next up, I'll go Skylar Thompson, Dolphins quarterback, third string starting for Teddy Bridgewater and Tua, over nine and a half rushing yards. This guy was a running quarterback in college. He ran a 4-3-3. He came in 
last week against the Jets and immediately busted a 20-yard run. I think that Vegas isn't sure what to make of Skylar Thompson yet. That's why they set this line so low. And it's his first start. I think he's going to want to get creative. He knows that this starting job will never be his as long as Tua and Teddy are in front of him. Over nine and a half rushing yards for him. I like that. Love, love, love the Skylar Thompson one. I'm going to bet that as soon as we hang up this call. My one player prop that I'm looking at, Josh Allen over rushing yards. The Bills utilize him in this way. When you're playing a playoff team, Josh Allen runs more and hits the over. When Josh Allen is playing a uh, not as good of a team, a team that's going to miss the playoffs, a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, he doesn't run. There's no, re- no need to put him at harm's wrist, and he doesn't run. So over, I think it's 44 and a half right now. I love it all the way up to 50. I think Josh Allen has a massive game on the ground against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, all right, close it out with a. You got any like final exotic picks? Any wild stuff that you're looking at? I have one. Uh, something wild. I don't know. You tell me yours first. Tell me yours first. All right, so we're gonna do a round robin. We're gonna do threes and fours. So every every iteration of all of these in in versions of three and four teams. New Orleans plus one ten. Jacksonville plus one ten. Seattle plus one twenty. Kansas City plus 120, Miami plus 150, and we're going to throw in for the sixth leg. We'll keep it easy. We're going to take the Green Bay Packers at minus 345. The other one that I may throw in there, instead of Green Bay, if I want to juice up the odds even more, let's take Cleveland in there at minus 145 instead of Green Bay at minus 345. So those, I I was just checking it out. I don't want to make the numbers unapproachable for people. I put it in as $5 per parlay, so it's $175 total. Your return of all six of those hits, 2100 bucks, Pretty good value. I like I it. Know. And you also – you don't need to hit all of them. All you need to do is hit four of the six. We're making a lot of money, baby. Five out of six, you're taking all your friends to get beers. Really? Do you know the exact oh, yeah. payout, what it would be for like four out of six or five out of six? So four out of six, I'm guessing, but probably if you're putting in 175, probably 300 depending on which teams win. If you're five, you're probably at probably around – 800 900 okay all right all right i, I i'll be texting you after this yeah, all right. I'll, probably, <laughs> I'll probably be putting that in all right you got any exotics anything else no i mean that's really it for me all right so that does it for episode 111 of gambling with gold our nfl week six best bet preview uh thanks to joey for joining me as always remember Gabe Davis jersey on the line. Text at 310-564-7176 for a link to the 7-6 private contest. We have a bunch of 7-6 contests going on. College football week 7, NFL week 6, and Monday Night Football week 6. You can also play Sunday's Best, which is our fantasy game. Draft one quarterback, one wide receiver, one running back, and one tight end. Draft takes three minutes. Super awesome if you need some action. Come Sunday, and remember, Daily Dozen every day. 100 times your money. All you got to do is go 12 for 12, but you don't have to be perfect to get rich. All you need to do is hit seven or more right to win money with Champions Run. Until then, good luck with all your bets this weekend. Let's make some money, baby. Talk to Let's you guys. do it.